This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And we, of course, as always, are brought to you by the good folks at Capital Plus. Capital Plus removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full service credit and collections department. Good people over there, Renee and her team. Uh, you can find out more information about them by going to capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz, or you can give them a call, 855-522-3951. All right, guys. So today we are going to, I'm, I got to catch up on some listener questions, which we always love to get. So again, any of you guys out there listening and, uh, you know, you can tweet questions to me, Instagram, put them on our Facebook, uh, you know, send us an email, like send them in whatever questions you'd like. What I do is I compile them and I, what I, when we have these, um, Ask Mr. Biz episodes, I try to find the most common ones. So typically there's a common theme that we have, and then I, uh, I pluck those out. But I answer pretty much every question I ever get. Like, of course, I don't answer the ones because <clears throat> Mr. Biz does have some trolls, as most people do. And so maybe I don't answer all the questions about, you know, some of those. Uh, well, I'll spare you the details of that. This is, this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> but um, so this week uh, on Ask Mr. Biz, just to give you an idea, so as you're listening and you go, okay, what are you going to talk about today? Do I want to continue to listen? Of course you want to continue to listen, right? Uh, but we have questions we're going to cover about shocker, cash flow. Uh, let me see. What else do we have here about uh, motivation, essentially? Um, stuck, in a, stuck in a rut here and how to get out of it. Um, about budgeting. About sales creating more sales about uh, the number one, other than cash flow, what is the number one financial topic I should improve? I won't tell you what I'm going to, what the answer is. You'll just have to wait and hear that one. And then um, another one is a, a hidden gem for growing revenue. Um, so those are, we're going to definitely cover those six and we'll see if we can get to a few more, but for sure we'll cover those six. Before we dive into that, though, I do want to give a quick shout out. As you guys know, I've mentioned this uh, a few times before, but I definitely want to give a shout out to the Internet radio networks that we are currently on. We're on four of them. And so the show airs for almost literally 40 hours a week, 40 hours. Absolutely insane. So daily, you can catch us from 7 to 9 a.m. on Lime City Radio Network. And that is actually the network where we recently won their favorite show of 2020, thanks to Mr. Biz Nation out there. So all of you guys who voted, thank you very much for that. Then you can also catch us daily, seven days a week, uh, between 4 and 6.30 p.m. And these are all Eastern, uh, Eastern times on the Discover Community Network, um, again, 4 to 6.30 there. And if you want the links to this, they're on the, you can go out to Mr. Biz, any of our social media, you can find the links uh, and then Tuesday through Friday, we're on Good Talk Radio. That's our most recent one from 10 to 10.30 uh, p.m. And then on the weekend, just in case you're missing out on the weekend, you can catch us on the Jay Parker Radio Network from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., three full hours both days. So 
six hours there. So if you think about it on the weekends, we're literally seven to 9 a.m. and then 11 to 2 p.m. and then four to 6.30 p.m. Like you get a full, 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 full dose and then some of Mr. Biz Radio uh, over the weekend. So again, shout out to those networks. Thank you very much for having Mr. Biz Radio on your network. And thanks to all the listeners out there. As a matter of fact, I'm almost positive uh, we have a question from one of, the, uh, one of those networks, uh, from someone who listens on one of those networks. So with all that said, let's dive into the first question, which is, who is, uh, which is from Jennifer, as she put it, Jennifer in the NYC. Um, and this came to us uh, from Twitter. And uh, it says, uh, hola, senor negocio which tells me she must be Spanish or she's just, you know, trying to be cool, uh, which is Mr. Biz. Uh, she said, uh, you are a cash flow pro. Please tell me your top three cash flow tips. Kind of a loaded question. You guys have heard me talk about this, like, I don't know, 1.2 million times, but just to go over three of them real quick. And actually the third one, uh, something I don't talk about a whole lot, but I think is something again, kind of a little hidden gem that not uh, most think about. So first of all, Again, cash flow, critically important. 82% of business failures are due to cash flow challenges. So very, very important. Um, another thing to mention, cash flow, a lot of people um, don't fully understand what it is. And the most easy way to think about it is when the cash comes into and out of your checking account. That's the simplest form of cash flow. It's all about timing. And the main goal is getting us to the pot top of the pay pile, P-I-L-E not P-A-L-P-I-L-E, top of the pay pile from all of your customers. So three quick tips here. And again, I won't belabor them too much because you guys, uh, anyone who's listened much or follows me on social media has heard me talk about these. But number one, accept credit cards. Now, again, a lot of people say, oh my gosh, no kidding, accept credit cards. Like, thanks for that one, Captain Obvious. But you will be surprised to know that 55% of businesses in the United States, I, this is a recent statistic. I literally just looked this up to, to get the most recent. 55% of businesses in the United States of 27 million businesses, 55% do not accept credit cards. So over half, can you believe that? It's kind of staggering to me. I can't believe it myself. A little bit crazy, but an easy way to create an advantage there uh, over your competition because you want to make it as easy as possible for your customers to pay you. And obviously credit cards are a way of doing that. The other thing that's a tangential benefit to that is a recent, well, uh, it's about a year and a half old, about an 18 month old study showed that when people use a credit card to purchase something, on average, they spend 12 to 18% more per transaction. So another big advantage there, right? So, and again, think about it. It's, it's a psychological thing. When someone uses a credit card, it's not like quote unquote real money. Right. So, again, a real quick example. Show, think about going to a restaurant and you have $50 cash in your pocket and no other way to pay for things. You're going to be very careful about how you order your food because you know at the end of the meal you only have $50. If you have a credit card, it's not that you're going to go order all the most expensive things on the menu. However, you don't have this, that same limitation. So, you probably have a general budget in mind and you don't want to be too expensive, but you don't have to worry about sticking to under $50 in that case. So, and, and again, that's what the study shows. 12 to 18, you'll spend 12 to 18% more. So big one there, um, using a business credit card um, to pay for your bills. Don't carry a balance, number one, not saying that. There are plenty of, uh, of, of cards out there that you, know, will, um, you can have zero, easy for me to say, I'm getting ahead of myself here, that have no annual fee and will pay you rewards. 
So using your business credit card will extend out. So when you pay for it with your credit card, think about what I mentioned before about cash flow. It's cash coming out of your account. When you pay with a credit card, there's no cash exchange there out of your account. You don't have to pay for the cash until you have to pay your credit card, which could be a, a month later, could get you significant um, uh, lag in having to pay that bill. So another big advantage and then rewards, right? So depending on how much you charge on there, you can get a lot of rewards out of it. So for example, let's say, depending on size of your business, I mean, if you can put a half a million dollars, $500,000 a year on a business credit card, again, paying the balance and no annual fee, so it doesn't cost you anything, that's $10,000. They give you a 2% cash back, it's $10,000 free every year. So think about that. Um, I'm gonna give you one more, but we're out of time, we're up against the break here. And this one's kind of, a, like I said, a hidden gem I don't talk about too much. So I think you guys will wanna hear that. So come back after the break for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. We'll go through um, the third cash flow tip, and then we'll talk through some other listener questions. Rejoin us after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to the show with me, Mr. Biz. And it's time for Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And this week's tip is a little bit of pricing psychology and um, interesting interesting information here that you can utilize in your pricing strategy. And uh, and one of them was, is probably something you'd expect. The other one might not be. So when... People have, were given two choices. Consumers were given two choices, two price points. They 80% of the time choose the higher price point. Now, the rationale behind that after the survey was done, when they talked to these consumers and they said, gosh, why did you choose the higher price? They said because they felt like the, the lower priced item was cheap. And again, it doesn't matter what the product was. They tested it with different types of products. Um, some of it was a service. Some of it was an actual uh, you know, physical product. Now, when there are three choices, this is the one I'm guessing you guys probably will, will know. So when there are three choices, 85% of the time, the consumer will choose the middle one. And I call that the Goldilocks theory, right? Uh, one is too hot, one's too cold, <laughs> one's too cheap, one's too expensive. So it kind of funnels you towards the middle, which you perceive to be the, uh, the best value. So that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week, a little pricing psychology 101 there. And uh, so let's get back into this. So uh, again, Jennifer from the NYC um, from Twitter asked about top three cash flow tips. We talked about accepting credit cards, um, using a business credit card without carrying a balance. Um, and the third one I want to mention, and I'm, I'm going to throw this one off a little bit. This isn't one, again, I'm, I talk about too often, but it is a way to get some instant cash in the door. Um, and I will bet that most business owners out there will have this 
will have uh, access to this particular uh, tip. If you have any sort of inventory, any inventory whatsoever, look through it. More than likely, you have inventory that you're is sitting there on your balance sheet that's doing nothing. Let's say you're a, an apparel company and you have some old shirts that are out of style or they're the wrong colors or they might be either even printed wrong or who knows, right? But you did nothing with it. It's just sitting there taking up space. It's sitting on your balance sheet. It shouldn't sit there for a long time. Here's a quick way to make some cash. Monetize it. Sell it. And, and, and the example I'll give you is, let's say that, you know, that's using the t-shirt example. The t-shirts are, you know, you sell them for 20 bucks. Let's say they cost you eight to make them and uh, you sell them for 20. Well, the season's over. You haven't sold them. Um, they're sitting in a box. Sell them for five bucks. Now, most of you probably right now are saying, why would I do that? That sounds absolutely ridiculous, right? I paid eight dollars for them. Why did I sell them for five? If you do nothing with them and you write them off, you're going to get zero out of eight dollars that you spent. At least monetize them. And I promise you, if they're twenty dollar T-shirts and you sell them for five, even if they're out of season, even if they're a little bit out of style, someone's going to buy them for five bucks. Um, they'll go like hotcakes, but it has to be a deep discount. If you try to, all oh, these are twenty dollars shirts, they're out of style. I'm going to sell them for fifteen. No one's going to buy them, right? They got to be deeply discounted. But that's a way to monetize old inventory that you would probably otherwise just write off and get nothing out of it. Um, so that's uh, that's the uh, the third tip: monetize that old inventory. All right, I'm going to have to be quick here to get through these other uh, five other questions. So Christopher in this is cool international Sao Paulo, Brazil. Hello, sir. Heard you on an, a radio show here and tried to get, on, get through on the recently on the phone to ask this question, but failed. So here goes. COVID-19 has zapped my motivation and is literally killing my business. How can I snap out of this bad mojo? Um, great question and something that I've, uh, I've heard a lot of, especially over the last six, seven months, as this has continued to wear on and it's ha taking a, uh, having a significant economic toll as well as uh, mental toll on folks. So first of all, being a business owner is tough. Uh, we all know that, but set bar setbacks are just part of the game. Um, unfortunately. So you have to be able to roll with the punches on those, but I will throw out, I, I mean, a little bit of research on this. So the CDC just put out this, this uh, research about six weeks ago, and they looked at anxiety and depression third quarter of this year, 2020 versus third quarter of last year, 2019. This is going to blow you away. People are three times more likely to have anxiety this year than last year. And they are four times as likely to, to have signs of depression this year versus last year. So I tell you that not to sink you deeper in a hole, but to say you're not alone. A lot of people are suffering from this. A lot of people are going through this. Um, and so let's help you get your mojo back. How can we do that? Here are some things that I use every once in a while. Mr. Biz hits this too. And it's not very often, but sometimes. So you got to schedule in some small wins. And what I mean by that is first thing in the morning. So if you're unmotivated, you're depressed, you're feeling like crap, and, and your alarm goes off in the morning, more than likely what you do is you rationalize in your head reasons to not get out of bed. You hit the snooze button three times, right? Um, you pick up your phone, maybe if your phone's nearby and you start playing on your phone. Maybe if you have a TV in your room, maybe you turn the TV on. Oh, let me catch a little Good Morning America or whatever it might be. Um, don't do that. A small win is to tell yourself tomorrow morning when the alarm gets up, you know, goes off, I'm jumping out of bed. There's one small win, right? That's better than you've done recently if you're, if you're doing what I just mentioned. And I'm going to make my bed. 
because that's another thing. Again, it sounds silly, but that's another thing. If you're feeling like crap and you finally do roll out of bed, you probably go, ah, I don't need to make the stupid bed. Who cares, right? You pull the covers up a little bit, good enough. Um, so there's two small wins right there. And maybe because you're up now, you can uh, spend some time with your your significant other, your spouse, your family before they leave for work, school, et cetera. Um, or maybe you're leaving at the same time. And maybe they don't usually see you because you've been hitting the snooze button too often, right? So uh, those are some small wins. And you could schedule small wins in your in the business world as well. So the night before, and this is a tip that I, I found from Jesse Itzler. Um, love that guy. But the night before, schedule your day out. So I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. from 5 to 5.30. I'm going to take a shower, get ready for work. I'm going to leave the house no later than 5.30 or 6 o'clock, whatever it might be. From 6 to 7, I'm going to accomplish these things from 7 to 8. You do that, and what you're going to find is that you're going to get to like 9 o'clock, and especially if you've been doing hitting the snooze button and all that stuff and really lollygagging around in the morning, comparatively speaking, you're going to get to 9 a.m., and you're going to be like, holy crap, look at all the stuff I have done, Right massive right those small wins lead to more success let me give you a quick sports reference to this one look in the sports headlines when you hear about turmoil on a team is the team winning or losing i'll tell you right now test this out test me out on this one over the next week or so if you follow sports look for the drama that you hear about sports teams and look to see if those teams are winning or losing i can almost guarantee you that i don't know 90 plus percent of the time the drama is on teams that are losing Winning teams, everything's rosy. Everything's great. It's the same uh, sort of philosophy here. Those small wins add up very quickly. So it helps you get really much further along. It builds momentum very quickly. You start feeling good about the day. All of a sudden, it snaps you right out of that funk. So hopefully, Christopher, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, that's going to help you get some mojo back. All right. Gosh, let me see here. We only got about a minute left. So let me um, let me just throw the question out there. So Tracy... In Indianapolis, Indiana, um, asked this via Instagram. She said, is creating a budget really worth the work? That's a loaded question from Mr. Biz for sure. Anyone who knows me knows that's one of my, <laughs> that's one of my uh, pillars of financial success is a budget. So the answer is absolutely freaking yes. Um, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why. Number one, it's a game changer. You're monitoring what the heck is going on. You're not surprised. You can bob and weave as things happen in your business. So you're always tracking, you know, you can make continuous improvements, you can anticipate some of those challenge. And sometimes, um, look at this way, I did I did this research as well, only 39% of businesses use a budget. So just creating a budget is going to give you a 61% advantage over some of your competitors. So yes, a budget is absolutely worth it. All right, we're up against the break, we're gonna come back, I'm going to try to get through these last three questions, we'll see, come back on Mr. Biz Radio. Are you looking for ways to streamline your business? If so, Pulse can help. Pulse is a CRM and marketing automation platform with many features, such as email and text message marketing, project boards, quoting and invoicing, and so much more. If you're a franchise, we also have a franchise-specific version with robust franchise management capabilities. Request your demo today at thepulsespot.com. Again, that's thepulse, P-U-L-S-E, spot.com. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. You can have live access to your very own CFO, 
plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. Check out both of Mr. Business National best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And I'm trying to get through six of these questions, but evidently I'm being a little bit too long-winded. So let me let me see if I can knock out these last three without shortchanging them, make sure I give some good answers here. But uh, Sean in St. Augustine, Florida asks, this is a real simple one. I guess Sean's a man of few words. It said, it says, need more sales, please help. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, trying to give you some tips here, but try to make this uh, concise as well. So there are four ways to get more sales, right? To, to increase your sales, your revenue. Number one, you increase the number of customers you have. And I'm going to, don't worry, I'm not being a smart aleck here. I'm going to give you a couple of ways, but uh, you're either going to increase the number of customers you have. You're going to increase your average transaction size. You're going to increase the frequency of your transactions per customer, or you increase your prices. That's basically it. You really break it down to its elementary level. That Those are the four ways to increase sales. Now, a couple of little known things um, that I'll mention. Three things real quick. 65% of all new revenue for a business comes from where? Wrong answer. It comes from existing customers. Most people miss out on that. They don't think about that. They don't think about how they can better serve their existing customer base. Is it, it Who's it easier to sell to? Someone who doesn't know you cold off the street or someone you've been doing business with for two, three, four, ten years? Of course, the latter, right? Use that. How can you better serve some of your customers? If you have those relationships with them, you know there's different things they have they need that you might be able to provide. So definitely utilize that one. Tap into your current customer base. Another one to consider is that in the ways of retention. So, you know, you want to keep those people that you're getting 65% of your revenue from, right? So there's a whole bunch of different ways there, but a cool stat that I, I know of that it's really, uh, I found very interesting. Why do 70% of customers leave? Probably most people think because of pricing. Absolutely incorrect. 70% of people leave because of a customer service issue. So you've heard me talk about this before on the show, customer service, how important it is. And when you're cutting expenses, make sure that you're not impacting customer service, therefore your retention. Um, and we, we did a whole series on the customer experience with John Hansen. You know how important I think that is. So definitely keep that in mind. Don't shortchange your customer service when you're just chasing all these new customers because uh, you're going to lose out on some of the 65% base you have, right? Um, the third thing I'll mention is one of the number one killers of future uh, sales is a surprising one. It's discounts. Why is that? It's because people get addicted to discounts. So uh, you, the real easy example is you bid on a large project and you say, gosh, this is a huge whale of a customer. I'm going to really you know, uh, bid aggressively on this so I get this job so I can get future jobs from it. Here's the problem with that. You bid aggressively. You do this giant job that you make little to no money on. Well, then it comes time to bid on the next one. You think, ha, I've got the leg up because I already done business with them. Well, guess what? Hot on you because they're going to expect that same level of pricing. Now you've painted yourself into a corner. So now when you want to 
price that job so it is actually profitable for you. They go, mm, no thanks. And so you, 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 know, you lost the money or barely made any money on that first deal because you gave a discount. Show the value. Don't have, you don't have to discount your things. Show the value and people will see that. So very important there. All right, let's see here. Question number five, Ryan in San Antonio, Texas. Love listening to the show on Good Talk Radio. Awesome. I'd love to hear that. That's our newest uh, network. Other than cash flow, what is the number one financial topic I should improve? All right. This is a, so we just talked about budget, so I won't mention that. And besides that, what you should look at before budget is the silent business killer pricing. You got to make sure your pricing is right. And no, I don't mean just increasing your pricing. And no, I don't mean just decreasing your pricing. You have to make sure that the products and services you provide are priced at the level of profitability that you want. So depending on your industry, you should have a target profitability level for every product and service you have. And it is critically important to make sure that you dive deep into the details to ensure that is because I call it the silent business killer because as you guys have probably heard me say before, most of the times people don't realize that they have unprofitable products, right? Because of course, why would you purposely have an unprofitable product or service? The problem lies in oftentimes, and, and I'll tell you, don't feel bad if you do, because almost every business I've ever worked with has a silent business killer. And it can be a real killer when, and this is what happens often, is the unprofitable product or service is oftentimes the, a high volume product or service. So here you are selling like hotcakes, whatever this widget is or the service. And you're like, gosh, my sales are going through the roof, but I'm losing money. And I have cash flow problems. It doesn't make any sense. If you have that problem, you have a silent business killer in your business. So there's a, there's a, there's a pro tip for Mr. Biz. Take a look at that because again, this, it happens. Oh my gosh. So often it's unbelievable how often it happens. Actually. Um, I can't, uh, I can't emphasize enough. That's why, again, pricing is one of my three pillars of financial success, right? Cash flow, budgeting, and pricing. You have to get your pricing right. Otherwise, you're selling, you know, and again, you might end up, you're doing a ton of work, and maybe your net profit margin is, you know, 5% or something. So you're doing a crap ton of work for 5%. Congratulations, I've said before, you have a hobby, not a business. You have to make sure that you're pricing things effectively. And you really have to dig deep into the, into the weeds on that by product, by service to ensure that you're at that right level. And what you may find when you do that is that you need to, you may have to cut off some services, not no longer provide them. Maybe you outsource it. Maybe you partner with an, a competitor and say, you know what? I can't provide this at, at a competitive price. So here's what I'm going to do when I get some, because maybe it's something that's, you know, you get asked for often. If you can't, if you just can't, um, you know, adjust your, your cost structure in a way to make it so you can do it competitively and profitably. You can partner with a competitor and say, Hey, look, anytime I get someone who wants X, Y, and Z, I'm going to send them to you and let's work out some sort of affiliate partnership to where you can make a little bit of revenue off it. Maybe they'll give you, I don't know, 5% of every deal that you send them, something like that. So that's a, that's a way to take something that's killing your business and actually make a little bit of money off of it with almost no work on your part. So another little pro tip there that you can do that. So that way you don't have to just turn customers away. Um, you got to be careful about what, when sending them to a competitor for obvious reasons. Um, you don't, you want to make sure that you can trust that competitor. They're not going to try to steal other business from you, et cetera. So it is a little bit tricky, but you got to find someone you trust. And that is a way 
to do that. All right, so I think we're going to get there. Let's get through the sixth one, which is from uh, Michael in San Mateo, California. Please help. Give me a hidden gem for growing revenue. All right, hidden gem for growing revenue. This is one that I don't see get used too often, although you might recognize it a few different places. Use rebates. <laughs> and for those of you who might be around Mr. Biz's age, you might recall being a kid and maybe your parents. I know uh, Grandma Biz was always like uh, clipping UPC symbols and throwing, you know, 15 of them in an envelope and sending them away for a you know, $2 rebate. I'm not talking about those. Um, I'm talking about offering rebates to where when uh, you can make it a tiered rebate, a tiered sale to where customers come in and you get, you know, $10 for every $50 you spend. You have to spend it at a later date. You put a, a deadline on it because seven people are 75% more likely to make a purchase if there's a rebate involved and they spend more, right? Because the more you spend, the more you get back, but only 60% of them will actually redeem it. People will forget. They just won't come back to redeem it. When they come back, now you have a repeat customer and they're going to spend more money with you, creates more loyalty, more retention. So that is a hidden gem, Michael, for you in uh, San Mateo, California. Little hidden gem on growing revenue. Whole bunch of other things I could say about that. But unfortunately, we are out of time. Whew. I'm out of breath here. I'm just working hard to get through those six questions. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening, as always. Thanks for our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can find more at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, guys, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.